Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you to the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast. Great to be with you today. And I want to talk to you about five mistakes uh, leaders make at Christmas. Five mistakes leaders make at Christmas. Uh, there are many more, of course. I've made them all. But uh, here are my top five. Now, it's hard to be a Christian at Christmas, let alone a leader or a pastor. And uh, the reasons are varied. You know, we can blame the culture. We could blame powers and principalities uh, that want to cut us off from Jesus. Uh, we can blame people who've got these uh, expectations on us and uh, families. Uh, these are all factors, of course. But the primary, primary responsibility rests on ourselves and how we understand our role uh, as we enter into Christmas and Advent. So here are, the, you know, here are five uh, common mistakes that I've done, uh, observed uh, in my interaction with pastors around the world. And uh, you could probably add to the list when I'm done. So here's the first one, that we skimp on our time with Jesus in our work for Jesus. We skimp on our time with Jesus in our work for Jesus. And so what happens, we end up preaching messages about revelation, about the eternal word of God becoming flesh. And uh, we ourselves don't really have the time to swim in the wonder and awe of it all. There's just so much to do and so little time. And we kind of go on an autopilot in our spirituality. And so we speak of things that we don't really have time to absorb and live and our hearts shrink. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, what do you do? And uh, so uh, I know there's only one thing that I can do, uh, and that is to get off to a solitary place and to pray. Uh, because lest the reality of the living God becoming incarnate in Jesus grips us, uh, well, it doesn't really matter what programming we're doing or what we're preaching, because it's, it's not going to have that kind of impact. And you know, I, I will spend all eternity grasping the awesomeness of the incarnation. Uh, but if any time of the year, we need more time, not less time with Jesus, it's now. So uh, let me encourage you. Think about, can you get a couple of hours, uh, three-hour block of time? Can you take a half a day to be with God? Can you take a whole day to be alone with God? Yes, even at Christmas uh, and all the pressures and demands around you. Number two, second common mistake is, we become perfectionistic, uh, and that is we have an expectation that our programs are going to be flawless and our sermons are going to be incredible, and uh, everyone's going to be in their right spot as volunteers, and the truth is uh, the sermon's not going to be always incredible and flawless. In fact, I think Christmas sermons are among the most difficult to preach, uh, and we forget that it's only human to make mistakes. Only God doesn't make mistakes, and uh, we go into this Christmas season with an expectation of perfection, and it perverts the whole beauty of what we're even doing here, God who came to save sinners who are flawed human beings. I like what Eugene Peterson said uh, in his book, The Jesus Way, perfectionism is a perversion of the Christian way. To impose it on either oneself or another is decidedly not the way of Jesus. Now think about it. Everything's imperfect. I mean, every sermon's imperfect. Every church is imperfect, all Nineveh. Every one of our children's imperfect. Our marriages are imperfect. Our parenting's imperfect. Uh, our physical bodies are imperfect. Our leadership's imperfect. Even our wonderful spouse is imperfect. I mean, we do the best we can and we offer it to God. But it is human to make mistakes. So we do the we we just, we have to let we just let it go and and uh, 
remember, even if we had, if everything were given to us in this world, it would not be enough because we were made for a perfect feast with Jesus that will last forever. And and we can spend our lives trying to rearrange the world to be perfect, uh, but it's a horrible way to lead and uh, a horrible way to spend Christmas. And uh, you want to be careful. We don't mix excellence with perfectionism. You know, perfectionism uh, is about rebellion and pride. It's insidious. It destroys contentment and gratitude. And again, just let's just remember, to be human is to be imperfect, and it's human to make mistakes. I, I had to learn that many years ago because of my family growing up. If you've made a mistake, you got a, you got a beating, you know? And, and so I, I just naturally brought that over into my leadership. Here I am talking about, you know, grace but living law and our fallenness, I believe very much, our flawedness, our brokenness, our imperfections are actually a gift because they keep us grounded and humble because we're not God. Uh, you're not God. I'm not either. So what do we do to deal with this perfectionism? We just practice every day, uh, especially the season of the year, to let go and embrace our fallenness. Not sloppiness, but just our fallenness. And we offer to God the best that we can do, and we let it go. Third mistake is not just that we skimp on our time with Jesus or become perfectionistic, but we, we actually do more than God ever asked us to do. And when that happens, all kind of chaos and disorder follows. I mean, doing more than God asks has been a problem since the Garden of Eden, when God puts before Adam and Eve uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and God says, eat whatever you like, but there's a limit here. Don't touch that tree. And uh, they did. And the consequences of that rebellion are with us today. Same thing with Jesus in the wilderness. Uh, he was not to succumb to the temptations of the desert, of the, of the devil, and do what God didn't ask him to do. Uh, if he had, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> okay? And uh, But we're here today because he is the second Adam uh, who obeyed and did what the Father wanted in the Father's timing. And so you've got to ask yourself, am I doing more uh, in these weeks than God ever asked? me to do or is asking me to do. And again, in the short term, it may be great and people may love you for it, but in the long term, it's going to wreck people and uh, uh, it's disastrous. And so let me invite you to step back and think, okay, what is before me these next few weeks leading up to Christmas? Uh, and uh, what is the Father asking me to do and how is he asking me to do it? Uh, I know what it's like to spend a, a, a an inordinate amount of time on a sermon, a Christmas Eve sermon or a Christmas sermon, and completely miss Jesus. And uh, because I'm so concerned about what people think and even missing my own family, uh, I mean, just, I'm embarrassing to even say it, but it did happen to me. And so the issue is discernment uh, and wisdom about what's really important. So, you know what? We did away with Christmas cards, uh, limiting parties. Plans, family. You have to really, you have to really be ruthless uh, before God with your calendar as you look over the next few weeks. But you sure don't want to miss Jesus, and you don't want to, you don't want to do things God's not asking you to do. And we want to model something about what it means to follow Jesus in the frenzy of our culture. The fourth, most common mistake that I, that leaders make is faulty thinking. And uh, I remember being told this as a young pastor and leader, and uh, remember remember reading it as well hearing it at conferences, and that's this, that Christmas is the time to grow the church, Christmas and Easter. Lots of visitors are going to be coming, and you've got to make it count. You've got to bring these people to Jesus. And uh, they didn't say this, but I felt that if you they don't come to Jesus, the blood is on your hands, Pete. Uh, I mean, oh my gosh, that is faulty thinking. 
I like what Mark Twain once said. He said, it isn't what you don't know that hurts you. It's what you know that isn't so that hurts you. Uh, and one of the things that isn't so is that uh, your church or your ministry or your leadership or your, you know, your business rises and falls on Christmas and great parties and connections and all that. So let me invite you to talk to some people who have been doing this for decades uh, pastors and other leaders, because it is not true that our ministries grow more at this time of the year than any other, uh, that everything rises and falls on Super Bowl Christmas Eve services. Uh, and thus we can sacrifice our families, our walk with Jesus on the altar, and um, and not suffer the consequences. It's just faulty thinking, and it's not true, and you can't build the kingdom of God on that, which is not true, by pretending that what is False is true. And finally, uh, the fifth biggest mistake we make as leaders is that we forget that our greatest gift is not what we do at Christmas as we lead our ministries, organizations, and churches. It is who we are. That the greatest gift we give uh, those around us is who we are, not what we do. Our number one work is to remain deeply connected to the Father uh, with ourselves and with those closest to us amidst the pressures that are swirling around us. So, I mean, that is no small task, but you've got to ask yourself, what do I need to be able to remain centered and anchored in Jesus for the next three weeks? And what can I delegate? What can wait till 2018? What, what's most important uh, to the Lord uh, this month, and how can I, what do I need to do to not get anxious, to remain calm and peaceful in Jesus? How do I practice his presence? Because we can't, unless we practice the presence of Jesus, we're not going to practice the presence of people. And if we're not practicing the presence of people, and that is being present with them and loving them well, again, no small tasks, I mean, what are we doing? You know, we're, miss, we're missing the whole point. And uh, again, I think Brother Lawrence, the great 16th century Carmelite monk from Paris, and his classic book, The Practice of the Presence of God, uh, is just so filled with timeless wisdom. And I'm going to, I'll just share with you a couple of gems here as we close. And here's what, here's what he wrote in that great book. He says, I make it my business only to persevere in his holy presence, which I may call an actual presence of God, or to speak better, to be silently and secretly in conversation of my soul with God. And he writes, prayer is nothing else but the sense of the presence of God. And he goes, I resolve to use the utmost endeavor to live in a continual sense of his presence and if possible, never to forget him. And so, listen, your spouse, if you're married, your friends, your family, your church, uh, what they need is you. And the first person that we need to lead is you, is me, is ourselves. And Jesus said it simply, if we remain in him, we will bear abundant fruit. And again, I, remaining in Jesus is not, not so much holding a position, but allowing ourselves to be held, you know, by Jesus. So again, let me invite you as, uh, you know, whatever you're doing right now as you hear this podcast, to really meet Jesus in a fresh way this Christmas and every Christmas. So don't skimp on your time, number one, and your, your time with Jesus and, and, and working for him and drop perfectionism. Just, just let it go. Uh, 
ask yourself, what's God asking me to do this Christmas? I know there's lots of people demanding things and lots of opportunities, but what's God asking you to do? And just don't go beyond that. Just say, okay, and do that ruthless work of just setting a limit. Uh, what faulty thinking you're buying into that uh, you need to just let go of because it's just not true. And one of the biggest ones for pastors and leaders is that this is the time, you know, to make the church happen. And, uh, and the fifth one is, you know, remember, remember the greatest gift you offer uh, those you love is you. It's not what you do. It's it's who you are. And uh, these are simple but profound. And uh, so let me invite you to be still before the Lord and uh, wait on him. Uh, out of that lead and give a gift to the world around you. So as we close here, I want to invite you to uh, to look at the, the what I consider the most exciting publication of our 21-year history at, at Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and that is the release this past month of the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship Courses Leaders Kit. And it contains the two courses that uh, are, are, are the fruit of our decades of work to bring the church to the discipleship that deeply changes lives, that lives out the kind of radical vision we're talking about here in this podcast today, but impacts all of life, every area of life. And it's it's, a, it's two discipleship class courses with a tremendous amount of material underneath it. And uh, let me invite you to go to our website, order it, get trained on how to bring it and bring it to your church and ministry and let God do the rest. It's a tremendous Christmas gift. Uh, we believe it's one of our greatest gifts that we're going to offer the church in our lifetime, and uh, we are super excited about it. We'll talk about it again in the future. But thank you very much for listening. Go to www.emotionallyhealthy.org. Join us. Get onto the blogs and mailing lists and all that. And look forward to talking to you again at our next podcast. God bless you. Have a great day.